Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Do you mind if I adjust the microphone here real quick? Uh, no. Wonderful. I uh, if I did, would you not? I'm looking at the levels, and they look spectacular. Okay. So, uh, welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Salesman. Yes, we do want to welcome everyone. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. What is today? A couple days before... Uh, you need to get that? Christmas? No, I'm having messages come flying in. Well, can you put a do not disturb alert? Uh, what if they have a comment that we would like to incorporate into our episode here? Okay, fine. This is, I'm actually uh, in, I don't know if you call it a conversation, but uh, yeah. swapping ideas with uh, Daniel Guitard. Good old Dan Guitard. Yes, uh, performance coach, uh, works with dealerships all over the country. Well known for being Canadian. Yes. He uh, His roots are in Canada. Both his boys play hockey. Of course they do. Of course they do. And they uh, what else do they do in Canada? They talk French. Drink beer. Yeah, I guess they do. What do they have a day where Dan was telling us one time, like, yeah, it's basically like your 4th of July. Everybody grills out and drinks beer. Yeah. It's, it's, where, like, yeah. it's like May Day or something? or Yeah. I know. They, they, have, they have the four long weekends of the summer. Okay. Right? Like one's Queen Elizabeth Day or something like yeah. that. Uh, they have four holidays that are just... Long weekends for, for Canadian folk. Well, I forget which one it is. Like Canada Day or, yeah. or and you know what the, Day or something. The 26th of December is in Canada. Uh, that's the day after Christmas. But it's a national holiday in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. For what? It's Boxing Day. Maybe that's it. I think no, that's right. No, that's not the 4th of July, no. I mean, you don't think people are grilling out and drinking beer on Boxing Day? No, you, you want me to ask Dan? Ask Dan though? right there, but hopefully by the end of the show he'll tell us. Okay. Tell him we're recording a live episode, and we want to know what Boxing Day pertains. All right. So uh, while you're doing that, let me bring up a quote here, Ray. Okay. And it says, without water drops, there can be no oceans. Without steps, there can be no stairs. Without the little things, there can be no big things. And that is by Mehmet Marat Ildon. So you found that to be deep and insightful? Yeah, because it pertains to our topic today. Yeah, yeah I guess in, in you know a convoluted kind of way. Do you know what our topic is today? Uh, you chose our high-level psychological topic for the day. Yeah, yeah. I thought you liked Which surprised me. Yeah, I, right. You were trying to throw me a bone. I, I didn't fall for it, though. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, the topic is that we as people tend to focus on the big things. Okay. And I've read a quote somewhere. I was looking it up is why I found that quote. I can't find the actual quote I was thinking of, but it was some famous businessman talking about uh, if you focus on doing the little things that you can accomplish right now, you know, and, and be consistent and reliable on doing the little things each day, then the big things will take care of themselves. Right. You know, it, it kind of goes back, it makes me think of, we talk about selling cars in a dealership. And we've long said, you don't walk in in the morning and say, wow, I need to sell a car today. How am I going to sell a car today? No, you walk in in the morning going, okay, who did I need to follow up with? What emails do I need to send? What texts? What phone calls? 
Um, you know, do I need to walk the lot and know what inventory I have? It's doing all of these little things that uh, you focus on and the success comes. Right. I agree 100%. It's, yeah, you, you can't wake up one day and all of a sudden say, all right, what do I need to do? Right. I mean, it, you, that's not a path for success. The path for success is what can I improve on that I did yesterday and continue to push that? It's, it's pushing the rock up the hill. Yeah, that absolutely has nothing to do with what I just said, but you were typing, and so you probably couldn't hear me. Well, what did you say? <laughs> I said it's focusing on doing those small things consistently. How is what I said not in align with what you said? Are you, you basically said you need to have a plan. No, I said you can't wake up one day and just say, okay, what today, I'm going to make today? it happen. It's It's building on the consistency of little things that you've done all along. Right? It's that methodical. You can call it oh, a plan that, if you want. Is that what you said? Okay. <laughs> well, if that's what you said, then I totally agree with you, Ray. What did you think I said? I just told you what you said. I said, have a plan? No, at no point did I say that. <laughs> All right. All right, so what do you have to add on this topic? Anything? Or is that it? How does that work in real life, John? Here's an article uh, on, <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> this is our big topic for the day. It was, uh, it was very short-lived. Eight things highly successful people do consistently. There's no secret to success, just a bunch of good habits. And Steve Jobs said, if you really look closely, most overnight successes took a long time. Okay. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about either. No, it has a, those are right in line with, what do you think we're talking about? When you came up with this topic, what, what, what did you think it was that we were going to be discussing? Because I feel like everything I said, Steve Jobs said, and whoever else you quoted over there said, was in complete alignment with what we were, our broader topic. Listen to these eight highly successful You're things. not going to answer me. <laughs> yeah, we'll get around to it. Here's eight things people do that are highly successful. Their minds are open all hours, whatever that means. They act on their frustrations. Uh, as Richard Branson once said, most of the best entrepreneurial ideas come out of frustration. If you're frustrated about something, the best way of sorting it out is to get out and do it. And you've got yourself a business. Nice. That, that's invaluable to me as well. I, I think there was a lot of wisdom in that. You do? Yeah. In what way? Well, I, I think most people get frustrated with things and shrug their shoulders and maybe complain to whoever they share those things with yeah. and never do anything about it. <laughs> right. When you find yourself frustrated, that's the time to act. That's Not true. to sit back and go, well, it'll never change. <laughs> Everything's up. This sucks. And then you go to you know your little complaining corner and <laughs> talk to the other person who doesn't never act on their frustration and they go, yeah, man, I know, that's horrible. <laughs> that That's not a recipe for success, according to Sir Richard Branson. Yeah, it seems like uh, the key to success is finding a problem and fixing it. Okay. So, number three, they tap others for advice. Have you ever done that? Have I ever tapped somebody else for advice? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I tap people all the time and say, hey, can you get out of the way? Hey. 
Excuse me, I'm trying to get through here. Hey, you got some advice for how I can get past you? <laughs> As Itawu Koyinikan said, everything you want in life is a relationship away. Oh, I like that one. Right. That's pretty deep there. That is. Kind of yeah. like the uh, Kevin Bacon rule. Yeah, everything is Kevin Bacon. Yep. Everything, it all, so it all comes back to bacon, really. It, it, it does. Uh, number four. They like and need alone time. Do you need alone time? They being successful people? Yeah. I do. I like my alone time. They build alone time into their schedule. I think this is an important thing. I think we've talked about it before. Is when you're scheduling your day or your week or your month, right. schedule time to not do anything. You know? Schedule that in there. Well, to not do anything? Well, yeah, to, to, you know, that my mom's refrigerator wisdom, don't just do something, sit there. <laughs> right? Don't yeah. just do something because you got to be busy, you got to right. be doing something. Right. Sit there, contemplate. Right, but that's doing something. Or is it? It is. <laughs> right. like, I, I don't think the alone time is just blank time where they just sit in a darkened room and stare at a wall. Well, they might go for a walk, go right. sit on a park bench. But I think the the value of the activity is actually taking that time to be introspective, to contemplate, to work through ideas in your head, to... You know, determine, kind of putting feelings into words. You know, I feel like this could go better. We'll sit that back and go, okay, how could this go better? Yeah. Right? What What is it that's making me feel like this is not working as well as it could? And try to isolate those things that you dedicate that time to considering those elements that in your busy, hectic day, you otherwise wouldn't stop to... To contemplate. It's it's like when you uh, when you're in work and you're in the stress of the day and you're doing things and you're handling all these situations and then somebody does something that irritates you or you disagree with and you go, you know what? Let me tell you why that'll never work. You know what? Let me give that some thought. Actually, let me let me let me let that soak in. Oh, absolutely. Then you schedule some time to go feed the pigeons. <laughs> Listen, a week from next Thursday, yeah. I got some uh, quiet time in my schedule. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really ponder that at that time. We pencil you in, and then we can get together. Yeah, because right now I think you're an idiot. <laughs> but let me give it some thought. Let me, let me come up with a better way to tell you how you're an idiot. I saw a TikTok yesterday. You know, I get a lot of wisdom from TikTok lately. Oh, right, because uh, I mean. Some of the wisest people in the world are posting on it's TikTok. It's funny, man. You know how TikTok apparently gives you more of what you watch the longest? Right. Well, so I've been getting all of these, you know, like uh, success, personal coaches, life coaches on, on my TikTok, you know, saying, you know, if you really want to be happier, do this. If you really want to be more successful, you do this. So maybe I watch those longer, so I get more so and more yeah, of them. That's why it's... Coming into your feed. But uh, one of the guys said, oh, he said that once you, you kind of slow down and are in tune with the universe, you know, and people, and you kind of understand human nature. Right. Then you you start studying where people are coming from. 
and you quit the snap judgments, you know, on their opinion. Yeah. You quit trying to convince them of a different way of thinking. And you just kind of, he, he basically said that the most powerful people in the world don't get rattled easily. Yeah. You know, they don't get upset. They don't get emotional. They don't get angry. They just kind of take it all in. Yeah. And I, I think that's a pretty good practice. Is, oh, absolutely. And, and once you realize that someone is of that opinion because of some information they have, which may or may not be accurate, yeah. you kind of forget the the personal animosity about it and go, oh, I can understand why that person would think that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I think drew me to psychology yeah. and the reason I went all the way into doing master's work in psychology was because I like the idea of understanding how people think, right? Yeah. So somebody's a, a jerk to you, well, what's causing that, right. right? I mean, are they just really, at their core, a jerk? <laughs> or, you know, I mean... Are they selfish? Were they not hugged right, enough as right. a kid? I mean, you know, family issues. Are they going I mean, through a divorce? Right, or got a toothache? I don't know. I mean, something, <laughs> yeah. right? There's, typically, there's, there's a cause and effect uh, to, to everything. And when you see things from the causation standpoint, rather than just as the reaction standpoint, um, yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're seeing the the stimuli versus the person. You see somebody doing something that you think is not how you would ever act. Yeah, right. But if you had the opportunity to learn their history and their recent and long term situations, you might go. You know what? I I can see why that guy would react that way. <laughs> Yeah, if I had been through all that, you know what? I might react that way too. It's like I always say, Ray. If uh, if I were you, I'd feel that way too, <laughs> because I would have lived through all your life experience, and, and I would have the same brain chemistry as you, yeah. and I would be thinking exactly the way you're thinking. I think it's idiotic, but if I were you, I'd probably be an idiot too. Right. <laughs> now, let's move on to number five. Uh, number five of Eight things highly successful people do consistently. Number five, they can turn on laser focus. I don't know if that means they can pivot or they can turn on. No, I think it's, yeah, turn on. This says Bruce Lee described a successful warrior as average with laser-like focus. Whoa. Laser-like. <laughs> yeah, successful people get distracted like the rest of us, but they can turn the laser on and off as required. That sounds like you. I well, you know what? You I, can type a message to Dan as you're hearing me talk about the topic du jour. I can. Yeah, that, that is. Well, and, and I think from a, from an activity standpoint, I mean, purely physical activity standpoint, mm -hmm. I think you learn, especially as a lineman, but probably anywhere on the football field, right? I mean, you the, the ball snaps and you're in a fist fight. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're driving your feet and you're, you know, trying to knock people down and, and literally in a fit. And then the whistle blows and you stop and you have to jog back to the huddle and stand there and listen and understand the play and get back to the line and boom, snap the ball again and bam, you're back in a fist. Fight. And I, I think you learn a little bit of how to all of a sudden go and then sh shut it off. Yeah. Well, they say, I mean, the, isn't it like a proven fact that in the NFL, 
the offensive linemen are always the smartest people on the team. I I, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> like even in college, as, the as, ones with the good degrees are the offensive linemen. Oh yeah. And the guy with the you know history of uh, American pottery. Right. It's a D back or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I would agree. All yeah. right. It's been my experience. Number seven, they're not afraid of weird. Now, I totally embrace this one. Oh, yeah. Saw a girl on Facebook today, a good friend of mine, and she posted a picture. She said, I'm I'm walking in the store doing some Christmas shopping. Oh, you got to get that, John? <laughs> no, I'll just mute that. Oh, right. Okay. She said, I walk, I'm about to walk in the store doing some Christmas shopping, and I thought I'd make it more festive. Well, she had on, like, glasses with no lenses that were Christmas trees on the top. She had Christmas tree or Jingle Bell earrings. Right. Some kind of, you know, ugly sweater contest winner. Uh, so she was just, you know, she was being weird. Yeah. Enjoying being weird. I like it. So do you think it's it's be weird from that statement, or it's more don't shy away from or embrace the weird. Like, go move toward weird. Like, if I see something that's weird, go, hey, what's going on over here? Like, maybe, be maybe a little of both. Okay. Maybe it's not, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's having an open mind and, and embracing weirdness, maybe. This little paragraph says uh, that successful people don't run with the pack. In fact, they'll often deliberately go against the crowd or public opinion. They don't mind being critiqued for doing so. Uh, they embrace things that are different, unexpected, and just plain weird. They know the less traveled path might pose more threats, but it's often where the magic is found. Nice. I think that goes back to that quote we were talking about earlier, is, is find the frustration yeah. and go toward it. Yeah. You know, solve that problem. Right. Most people would like you're saying they would complain about it and say, "Well, somebody ought to do something about this." Yeah. Well, you you think that when you're talking about the most successful people, you're talking about a very, very, very small fraction of the population at large, right? Who, who most likely had some startup money. <laughs> right? Well, but there's lots of people who have startup money who are not successful. That's true. Right? That's so true. even if they had some kind of you know shot in the arm, they certainly did something with it to become one of the most successful people. Agreed. And I, I think there are those people who just want to be successful within the quote unquote norm, and the people who are the highly successful yeah. are those who step outside the norm and even question it. Uh, I'm, I'm like Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's a guy who just, well, I, I want to see space travel, so I'm going <laughs> to. Who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know what? I'd like a, I'd like a rocket. Okay. I'm going to build a rocket. Yeah. What average person walking around? I mean, they might ponder on, gosh, it would be neat to go to space, but they're not going to go do anything about it. And I think that's, that's that, that differentiator with the highly successful. And uh, those who are the average, so who wants to be average? Yeah, and and being weird. Yeah, who, who would call Elon Musk weird? Probably a lot of people. Yeah. Well. All right. Number eight and final things that uh, highly successful people do consistently is they try to improve the world. I like that one. All right. It says let's not be naive. Not all successful people are awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> they can be difficult, self-absorbed, and obsessed by their work. Uh, but the really successful ones are working for reasons that go way beyond money and recognition. They are genuinely trying to do things that will improve the lives of others. Well, well I think that's a good trait to have, whether you are fine being average or want to be mega successful. Yes, successful. and I, I think there is there are those that, that do it for uh, philanthropic reasons, right? Because they truly want to help. Yeah. the world and there are those that do it more because they understand the dynamic of if I provide something that's going to be helpful to the world that's going to make me a lot of money <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if this is going to improve everyone's lives then that is a recipe for success and, and I'll get a lot of recognition for it right yeah so it's not uh what 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 am I looking for here it's it's not wholly doing it altruistic. Altruistic. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's another quote. You want me to read a quote while we have a break here? Yeah, yeah. Before we take our break. <laughs> this one says, uh, I want a page full of quotes about doing the little things. Oh, good. If you can't tell. It's, this is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Do you know him? Yeah. He uh, says in the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes, apparently, it has long been an axiom of mine that the little things are infinitely the most important. Now, he's probably talking about solving a crime. Maybe. So that doesn't really apply, but I like the quote. Well, I think you can apply it. Okay, let's apply it. It's the little things. It kind of goes back to our original uh, idea for the show. Take care of the little things. Do you know Jeffrey Fry? Not personally. I don't know who that is. He says, uh, it's always the little things that make the big things happen. How about that? Oh, yeah. He who does not wish for little things does not deserve big things. Right. That's a Belgian proverb. What's the the proverb or quote with a, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step? Same idea? Yeah. Here, I thought this one was by Frank Zappa. But it's by Isa Zapata. And a Zapata is a shoe in Spanish. Is it? Yeah. Donde esta la zapataria? Zapata. Isn't that... Have you ever seen the movie um, Count of Monte Cristo? Um, Count of Monte Cristo? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, the recent one. Yeah. And uh, I thought they named him. So he, you know, goes to prison... And he escapes from prison, and he it's on the prison's on an island, and he swims off that island, and he ends up on some other remote island, and runs into these pirates, and they name him Zapata. Oh, really? Yeah. Shoo. No. He, he said, "Wow, it sounds fierce. What does that mean?" And they said, "It means driftwood." <laughs> <laughs> so this girl's name is is a driftwood. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's Isa. I maybe it's spelled Isa. differently than uh, Zapata. Donde esta la zapateria? Where is the shoe store? Okay. So, uh, and ba uh, Baño? The, the quote is, let's let's move beyond the, her name. Uh, oh, uh, find magic in the little things, and the big things you always expected will start to show up. Find magic. Find ma I like that. Yeah. That's probably my favorite one that we've read today on the show. And you almost didn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> you got so caught up with her name. Yeah. 
thankful to you is a driftwood. Yeah. So Find like magic in the little things. Magic like a card trick. Like I think uh, it, here's no, a dove. I, I think it's fun joy. I take magic to mean joy. Okay. You know, like uh, how was your dinner last night? Oh, it was magical. Right. <laughs> or you know, have you had a magical evening recently, Ray? I have a magical evening every night. Oh, really? I do. That's pretty good. Yeah. I haven't had a magical evening in so long. <laughs> you need some magic. <laughs> it's going to take magic. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, the little things. I think we're talking about... Uh, so, any relationship to working in a car dealership, John? Yeah, I think that's it. I think we said it at the top of the show is uh, make those phone calls. Send those texts and emails. All the things. All the million things you can think of, you know. Right. Take a walk through service and say hello. Yeah. Take a walk through the business office. Right. When, when those late, when you have a discrepancy on a commission check, <laughs> they're going to remember that you bought them cookies that one time. Take absolutely. care of the detail, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Walk absolutely. the lot. Well, and I always look at it. You know, we can get frustrated or feel like, you know, doing those daily tasks. Well, nothing's going to come from this. But you never know which of the next 50 phone calls you make is going to be the one that you actually get somebody who's going, you know what? Yeah, I would be interested. Right? So you got to just continue to do those things because if you stop, well, it's just going to take you that much longer to get to that 50th one. There you go. You got to move through them so that you can get to that one. And I think it's a, a mentality of, you know, I'm just going to continue to do the little things and the big things will take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And do the consistently, you know, throughout the process. Yeah. You're doing the vehicle presentation. You're doing the demo drive. Um, you know, service parts, management and supplies as well, BDC. Uh, wasn't there a book? I think there was a book. I, have, I even think I saw it. Kephart post this book. She posted the 17 books that she's read this year. Like, wow. I've heard that successful people read like 12 books a year on average. Yeah. She's trying to be ultra successful, I guess. She's got 17. Going to 17. And she's on another one now. But one of the books was, uh, I think it was by this general, and it's called Make Your Bed or something. Right. You know that one? I am familiar with it, yeah. And it just talks about doing the little things. Wake up in the morning, and the first thing you do is you make your bed. Right. Why? Because you just did something. Right. Now keep that trend going. Yeah. I think he was a Navy Admiral, if yes. I'm not mistaken. That's exactly right. And, uh, and my wife actually went to a dinner with a group that she's involved with where he was the speaker. Sweet. Yeah. I haven't read the book yet. Was it a magical evening? I'm sure it was. A magical evening? I wasn't there. Uh, no? But she was very impressed with his talk, and uh, I think she bought the book. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, right. And get it autographed. Ah, I think she did. And slip a hundred dollars in there. Buddy. I, don't, I don't even remember uh, the guy's name, but I, I do remember. He was the book. a Navy admiral. And you know what? I, the reason I have a hard time getting through twelve books a year is because I'll listen to the same book or read and then listen to it uh, multiple times. Because I feel like there's so much, I mean, so many of the books that I find, the ones I enjoy, I mean, there's some I go through and think, well, you know, there might have been one or two good ideas and it was a waste of an entire book. 
for yeah, it could have been two paragraphs, but instead they turned it into 187 pages. Curb your enthusiasm did a thing on that. Said uh, George Costanza, you know the actor Jason something, right? Uh, you know they're all buddies off the show on Curb Your Enthusiasm in right. this imaginary world. Because yeah, and, and Jason comes out with a new book, and so he has a book book launching party, and everybody's there, and and they pick it up, and it's like 30 pages, and they go, really, a book? I mean, a book launch party? Yeah. This could have been a pamphlet. <laughs> so yeah, I know what you're talking about. Some of these books, this well, could have been a pamphlet. But, but, it could have been a quote. There are there are some business books I have read, um, and fortunately, I haven't come across one this year, but within the last few years, that they had it was like one good idea, and they just beat that one good idea into the ground for an entire book. Yeah. Right, and give it an example of us, and then they go back into more detail as to what that idea is, and they give another example, and then they, I mean, it's yeah. just on and on and on. You read, you read chapter one and chapter thirty, and you you oh, got yeah, the book. Yeah, no, the first three paragraphs, and you got the entire premise. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, make your bed. Little things that can change your life Fine. and maybe the world by admirable, admirable <laughs> by the admirable admiral. William H. McRaven. Yes. William I, th I think H. he should start McRaven. signing everything. The, ad the Admirable Admiral. William H. McRaven. Well, when he hears this, he may. He may. We should send him a copy of our podcast. Absolutely. On CD. He's kind of old. He may not be, on, he may not be listening to podcasts. I, I think he's... Uh, I think he still has a CD I think he's sharp enough. Yeah. No, I, I think he's up with the, the modern times. You think he still plugs his phone in instead of the, having a CD player? Or it's just Bluetooth? Uh, oh, even if he's plugging it in, he still has the digital format. I bet he, I bet he still has a CD player. All right. Let us know, Admiral. Yeah. Admirable. <laughs> Admiral. I, I cannot say that word for some reason. So what did Dan say? He has not responded. Well, I think it's Boxing Day where all the Canadians get drunk. I think all Canadians get drunk pretty much every day. You think I they mean, drink yeah. Moosehead? No. Labatt's? Uh, yeah. I think Labatt's is their Budweiser. Okay. Right? I know uh had a friend of mine lived in uh, Toronto, and, uh, you know, they have beer stores. Yeah? Like, we have liquor stores. It's the beer store. You got to get your beer from the beer store. Okay. And it's like a, just a walk-up desk. With one of those, uh, like that conveyor belt, but you know where it's got all the little rollers yeah. on the long chute yeah. that's in the back, which is a massive cooler, and you walk in and ask, you know, like he'd say, two four blue, which means twenty four Labatt's blue, yeah, and boom, this thing would come shooting down the conveyor okay. there, and uh, yeah, so, wow. but yeah, they don't drink moosehead. Hey, it's funny. I think uh, these other two books, I just went on Amazon to find that guy's name. Yeah. And the other two books, it says Frequently Bought Together is Atomic Habits and the Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. And I think I saw both of those books in her stack of books. Really? Yeah. So I wonder if she looked up that book and it said, hey, you might hey, like these other two. Books I might be she said, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> she send them on. I'll put them in my stack and tell people I read 17 books this year. So, do you think that she read, I mean, do people still read books or do, are they read to more often? I listen. Think? Most people I know now are, 
any new book that they that they read, quote unquote, is actually listened to. Yeah, I don't know. She had the actual hardcover book sitting there. Yeah. On her picture. What does that matter? <laughs> I'm going to buy the book for the picture, and then I'll just listen to the damn book. Right, and you know, let somebody read it to me. Oh, well, we're going to write a book, right? Are we? Yeah, we've got a book that we we talked about. That's why we, uh, we get together, is to finish our book. <laughs> then we decide, yeah, we'd just rather talk. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. And seeing how today is the 23rd, and we won't be together until after the 25th, we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And a Happy Boxing Day. And a happy Boxing Day. Maybe we'll do our next podcast on Boxing Day. Okay, sounds wonderful. Until then. Yep, thank you for listening, and we hope you'll listen again. Like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.